Let's do it. And now, shining the spotlight on the future of hockey. Hello, it's Thorne Byron of the Vancouver Giants. I'm Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades. I'm Dylan Cousins of the Westbridge Hurricanes. Hey guys, this is Cam here. Spencer Knight. This is Matt Foldy. It's Alex Turcott from Team USA. Hi, it's Maurice Sider from the Edelman. This is Alexis Lafreniere of the Rimouski Oceanic. Major Junior. They were the best in the QMJHL. And now the Huskies are Memorial Cup champions. NCAA. Everybody in that Bulldog section's on their feet. The bench is ready to party as the UMD Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. The World Juniors. Time winding down, and Finland has won the World Junior Championship in Vancouver in spectacular style. The NHL Draft. With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. And more. Unbelievable. Wow. That's incredible. This is the Pipeline Show. All right. Good weekend. Welcome to another episode of the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. That is me. I want to take a second to thank you if you're a newcomer to the show. I appreciate you giving the program a try. And uh, I'm always interested to know how you heard about the show and what intrigued you enough to uh, download this particular episode. So you can uh, let me know. You can always follow me on Twitter if you're not already. At TPS underscore Guy is how you can reach me there. And of course, if you're a returning listener, a long-time listener, or somebody who's maybe coming back to the show after a little while, uh, then welcome back, or thanks for sticking with the show. As always, we start with the question of the week. I put that up on Twitter just a few moments ago. Uh, The question this week is, which American city that has never hosted a World Junior Championship would you like to see get the chance? I also made note that uh, I've been on, uh, I'm on the record for saying for a long time now that uh, I think Portland, Oregon home of the Portland Winterhawks, uh, should get a chance. And uh, I think uh, Seattle is now um, a, a destination I think would do well at the World Junior. Obviously, the proximity to Canada uh, can be important. Uh, but I think first and foremost, you have to have two buildings. And that's why uh, Portland works for me. They have uh, the uh, Rose Garden and Moda Center, where the Portland Winterhawks and the, the Portland Trailblazers uh, play. Uh, they share a parking lot, so that that is that would be amazingly convenient for everybody, for fans, for media, for the players, for the teams. That would be my f- first choice. Uh, but I think Seattle is great. Uh, of course, right now you've got both uh, the homes of the Seattle Thunderbirds and the Everett Silvertips right there, uh, and the new rink uh, that will be available here in the next uh, year or two. So those are my two top uh, choices. Uh, but immediately got lots of responses. Uh, first was a good friend of the show, Chris Peters from ESPN. He says Tampa and Vegas. And uh, my first response was, well, do they have two buildings, though? Uh, and he replied that Tampa has Amelie and the Everblades rink in Estero. And that Vegas has T-Mobile and Orleans Arena, which was where the Wranglers played. And he says they can still put in ice. So if they have two buildings, then sure. They're really far from Canada, so you don't necessarily have that immediate, uh, you know, you're not going to be driving down for a couple hours across the border to get there. Uh, But certainly Vegas, you can get cheap flights. Uh, Not sure. I've never flown to Tampa, so I don't know what that's like. But they have had success with the uh, Frozen Four in Tampa. So I can understand why Chris is uh, suggesting that. Also, nice places to go 
uh, potentially in uh, in December and early January. Uh, Lucas Punkeri from uh, Prince Albert at the uh, Daily Herald. He says uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, the Twin Cities. Now you've got the home of the Minnesota Wild and uh, Mariucci Arena as well. So you could use those two. Dean Millard, uh, former co-host of this very show, uh, says Tampa and Florida, and he uh, says dot, 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 hockey hotbed. So that might be a bit tongue-in-cheek. Uh, Pete Judge says that New York City would be a disaster, but I'd love it. Um, Dustin from HockeyProspect.com, Dustin Braxma, says uh, the Twin Cities could even do St. Paul or St. Cloud or St. Paul and Mankato or St. Paul and Duluth. So there are definitely options there. Uh, one suggestion for Omaha. Uh, Sonny has chimed in. He says uh, he's listed four places, uh, Portland. And then he says uh, Seattle. So he echoes my sentiments there. And then he goes with uh, Vegas. And his fourth choice, again, is Portland. So doubling down on uh, the Portland uh, vote, CHFA Hockey uh, suggests Minneapolis. So uh, definitely some options. And uh, it seems like there's about five cities, I guess, that are uh, leading the pack uh, here for the votes. But you can share your thoughts. Again, the inbox on Twitter, my address is at TPS underscore Gee. Get to the guest list in a little bit, but uh, let's get to the CHL news and notes. We start with the uh, top 10 rankings for this week. Coming into this weekend's play, the Ottawa 67s hold on to the number one spot. Those very Portland Winterhawks have jumped up to number two. Sherbrooke uh, has slipped. They're now three. They were number one in the country for the longest time, but have now uh, fallen a couple spots here over the last two or three weeks. Shakutami, four. Edmonton, five. Moncton is six. Kamloops, seven. Everett is eight. And the Windsor Spitfires are nine. Uh, that means the uh, Kitchener Rangers are ten. And uh, three honorable mentions, uh, two of them out of the OHL being Peterborough and London, and the Medicine Hat Tigers getting some love as well, with an honorable mention out of the WHL. Leading scorers in uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Alexi Lafreniere continues to lead the pack. He has 81 points now. His teammate, Cedric Paré, with 72. Igor Sokolov of the Cape Breton Eagles has 66. Then it uh, drops down a bit to uh, Xavier Simono of uh, Drummondville with 60. And uh, Maverick Bork of the Schwittingen Cataract has uh, 59 points. Draft-eligible Samuel Lavich, which the Sherbrooke Phoenix is the top goaltender in both goals against and save percentage. He's followed by Kevin Mandelis in both categories, who is followed by Colton Ellis in both categories. And then Alexi Shank in both categories. So pretty consistent uh, in the queue for goaltenders. Skip over to the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, Marco Rossi continues to lead the OHL, but Cole Perfetti hot on his heels. Rossi with 78 points. Perfetti with 77. Connor McMichael and uh, Phil Tomasino both with 72 points. And Arthur Kaliev uh, now has uh, 69 points. He of the Hamilton Bulldogs. And uh, like the Q, the top goaltender is the same guy in both categories. Nico Dawes of the Guelph Storm. He has a 221 goals against and a 935 save percentage. Next, the guys for goals against is a Cedric Andrew with the Ottawa 67s and Brett Brochu from London. Uh, save percentage-wise, after Nico Dawes, it's Jacob Ingham and Cedric Andrew again. Meanwhile, out west, Zane Franklin is the top scorer right now in the WHL. He has 72 points. Adam Beckman with 70 Jimmy Hamblin of the Medicine Hat Tigers has 69. Then a bit of a gap to Oren Santazo with 63. And Connor Zeri of the Kamloops Blazers with 59 points. The uh, 
Top goalie for goals against is Dustin Wolf with a 198. He's also got the best save percentage with a 936. And Joel Hofer is next in both categories with a 203 and a 932. Shane Farkas also with a 932 save percentage, and he has a 211 goals against average. Sebastian Koso with uh, is fourth for goals against average. Liam Hughes recently uh, acquired by the Winnipeg Ice. And I say recently, I guess he's been there about a month now. Uh, but he is providing them some solid net mining. He is fifth in both goals against and save percentage. Quick look at the CJHL top 20 and a notable two Alberta Junior Hockey League teams at the top. The Brooks Bandits ranked number one, followed by the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Those two teams met about a week ago, and Sherwood Park won that game fairly lopsided, like 7-4. Uh, I wasn't there, but um, folks I talked to that were said it was pretty lopsided game. So I'm a bit surprised to see the, uh, the Bandits uh, ranked ahead of Sherwood Park. Anyway, Coquitlam from the, the BCHL is third. Then you've got Summerside, Carlton Place, Battlefords, Okotoks is seven, Oakville is eight, Timmins, and uh, Longueuil out of Quebec is uh, ten. Now the next uh, natural step from junior hockey for a lot of players is U Sports, and we can go through the U Sports standings. In the OUA East, it is uh, still Carlton, the Ravens, who are in first place. Uh, UQTER is uh, close behind with 38 points uh, to Carlton's 41. The Ottawa Gigi's are third with 32. McGill has 26 points. McGill has dropped three in a row. Then in the West Division, you've got uh, Toronto, followed by Ryerson, Guelph, and Windsor. But Windsor has fallen on hard times. They've uh, dropped seven straight right now. Hottest teams are Ryerson and Guelph, who have won three straight. On the East Coast, wow, really... Uh, Two teams going in opposite directions. UNB has won eight in a row. They are now in first place. Uh, meanwhile, Acadia has dropped four straight, and uh, now there's a five-point gap between those two teams. St. Mary's still third, uh, followed by Moncton. And in Canada West, uh, the U of A Golden Bears uh, continue to be in first place. Saskatchewan is the hottest team in the conference. They've won five in a row. They are second. Uh, Calgary has dropped three straight. They have uh, fallen to third place, followed by Mount Royal. Manitoba, UBC, Regina, and Lethbridge. Lethbridge really struggling. They've lost six straight, and they have the fewest points in all of U Sports. South of the border, going by the USCHO men's poll for this week. Coming into this weekend's play, Cornell is ranked number one with North Dakota two and Minnesota State at three. Minnesota State's got a record of 22-3-1, and one, uh, yet they are ranked third, and that has got to be all about... Uh, scheduling and who they've been playing because their record much better than North Dakota's who are 18-2-3. Meanwhile, Boston College is four, followed by Denver, Ohio State, Massachusetts, Clarkson, Penn State, and Providence. 11-20 through 20 goes uh, Minnesota Duluth. They're the defending uh, national champions two-time. Uh, then you've, you have uh, UMass Lowell, the Riverhawks, followed by Arizona State, Northeastern, Northern Michigan, Harvard, Quinnipiac, Bowling Green, Michigan State, and Dartmouth is 20th. The USHL top prospect game uh, went recently. I guess they call it the All-American hockey game, but the new All-American prospects game uh, is not like the the former versions, as there are no high schoolers involved, no NAHL players involved, no CHL guys involved. So basically this was a 
USHL All-Star team of draft-eligible players against the U.S. National Development uh, team, the U18 squad. And uh, Team USA smoked uh, the USHL All-Star team. Uh, it was 6-1 the final. Final shots on goal, 31-24 to in favor of uh, Team USA. I guess for this game, they called them Team Knubel, and the USHL squad was uh, Team Gomez. I'm not sure what's happening with the USHL right now. They've made some decisions here in the last year that I, I can't say I'm down with. This, uh, I, and I get, I'm not going to pin it all on them because it's USA Hockey as well, but I don't agree with this change to the All-American Top Prospect game, uh, moving it from September to the to January. Uh, I, I get the the desire to be able to showcase Team USA a little bit more, but I, you know they they play in spotlights all the time. Uh, I, I much preferred it when it was in September and it involved all the best draft eligible American players, no matter what league they played in. I, t- to me, that made much more sense. Recently, they had that outdoor game in Texas that nobody went to. Just I don't know some puzzling uh, decisions there. Uh, from the USHL. Still a, a quality league, and uh, as they mentioned when NHL Central Scouting rankings uh, came out, uh, 58 current USHL players uh, were listed, although you look closer at that list, and some of the guys that they say are current USHL players aren't, like Blake Biondi, who was on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they have him listed with the Sioux City Musketeers, but he's played a couple of games for them. He's playing uh, high school hockey in Hermantown, so... Um, the USHL's always done a really good job of spinning things uh, in their favor. And, and, I mean, even the headline, 80 USHL uh, players or guys with ties to the league. That includes players like Ilya Yusov of the Prince Albert Raiders in the WHL and, and Tanner Dickinson uh, from the Sioux Greyhounds of the OHL and a number of guys who are playing college hockey, uh, guys like Danny Waite, who's uh, in the BCHL with the Penticton Vs. Um, yes, they uh, once upon a time played in the USHL, but it's not where they're being drafted out of. Uh, it's it's always kind of irked me a little bit. I understand why they do it, because it makes their league look better. But when you look closer at the USHL, if it wasn't for the U.S. National Development Team, I mean, they would have one guy listed in the first round instead of four or five. And they'd only have six or seven guys listed in the first two rounds or so. Uh, but with the program, it has certainly raised the profile of the USHL. So been a good partnership there anyway i don't want to sound like i'm dumping on the ushl it's it's a good league it's obviously producing a lot of players for college and uh, some of those guys a lot of those guys go on and play professionally just i i have to question some of the the decisions that they've made here in the last little bit anyway let's get to the meat of the show and the guest list uh, here's what's coming down the pipe this week on the uh the pipeline show we're going to start it off all four of my guests will be joining us via the troubled monk hotline Troubled Monk from Red Deer, Alberta, new sponsor of the uh, hotline here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, if you like craft beer, I recommend you uh, track some down and try it. If uh, you don't have Troubled Monk available in your local liquor stores, uh, find out why. Ask the liquor store to bring it in uh, and try it. You can get a mixer pack right now. Uh, that's got the Golden Gates, the Bucktooth Belgian White, the Open Road American Brown Ale, and that's award-winning, by the way. And the uh, Pesky Pig Pale Ale, you can try all of those out of the mixer pack. And if you happen to be around the Red Deer area, you can get your hands on the Rebels Red. It's inspired by the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, and the Dacation Lager as well. That's uh, that's one of my favorites. That one's really great. Uh, and I'm looking forward to trying. I just picked up some stuff that I haven't tried before, uh, including the Troubled Tea. 
Uh, so looking forward to that. And the next time I'm down in Red Deer, I uh, hope to get there early enough before a Rebels uh, Oil Kings game uh, that I can uh, go check out the brewery and have a tour. You can set that up ahead of time if you want to go check that out. And they have stuff on tap available there that uh, isn't in liquor stores. So that'd be really worth the while to uh, stop in and uh, check that out. So first up, joining me on the Troubled Monk Hotline will be Jerome Brube from HockeyProspect.com. The new rankings for HockeyProspect.com just came out, and so we wanted to talk about some of the guys that uh, Jerome has seen, and I wanted to ask him specifically about one of their uh, highly rated guys named Tim Stutzel, the uh, German who was outstanding at the World Junior Championship. So uh, we'll get to know some players and uh, pick Jerome's brain about those guys who are eligible for the upcoming NHL draft. Then it'll be uh, time for our NCAA campus report. And the player in the spotlight today will be Matt Tugnut. He's a outstanding forward at Sacred Heart, leading the Pioneers, or one of their leading scorers this year, but the Pioneers having a really strong season. Matt Tugnut will be my guest. Then we're going to have a pair of 2020 draft spotlight segments. We're going to start with uh, one of the leading scorers out of the WHL. His name is Connor Zary. I mentioned him earlier, having a terrific year. For the Kamloops Blazers, you get to meet him. And we'll end it today with another spotlight segment. Jackson Coons, he's a six-foot three, 210, 17-year-old forward uh, playing at Shattuck St. Mary's right now, headed to North Dakota when his uh, high school career is done. Might have a stop in the USHL in between, uh, but you'll get to know him as well. The, all of that coming up on the Pipeline Show today. As you know, my CHL insider guests, uh, anybody from the CHL, those segments are brought to you in part by the store next door out in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, employing people with disabilities and uh, really taking some uh, just a great project uh, to support. Around here, a friend uh, Roger Kramers uh, was organizing a drive to uh, collect broken hockey sticks uh, along with the uh, United Sport and Cycle here in the Edmonton area, and uh, they are shipping off 200 broken sticks to the store next door. And they're going to take those sticks and they're going to make some really cool items out of them. Uh, you can go to their website, thestorenextdoor.ca. You can see the list of all the products that they make from those broken hockey sticks. And there might be something that appeals to you. WHL segments like the one with Connor Zary coming up. They're brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. You can stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League by going to dubnetwork.ca. Make it uh, a stop that you do every day. Or you can subscribe to get your daily dose of the dub. It'll get emailed to you, has a nice summary of everything that's happening around the league. All right, but let's get to our first guest, and uh, his name is Jerome Berube, HockeyProspect.com scout based in Quebec. Let's pick his brain about four players that are up for the NHL draft this June. That's coming up next here on the Pipeline Show. And Raymond stays with a Lafreniere, pokes it ahead, still has it. Rolling puck, Lafreniere works in, shoots, scores! What a goal by Alexi Lafreniere! This is Alexis Lafreniere of the Rimouski Oceanic, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with. 
and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks, a lot, a whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time.